Okay, so before we start with Hoya Shemoa, I just want to correct one thing that last time we spoke about that when we say Echad, last two weeks really we spoke about, that when you say Echad, so by the Ches you're supposed to look up or think up and down, and by the Dalit you think that Hashem is everywhere. Hashem is up and down, Hashem is everywhere. And at the time we said that Ches, that by the Chet, you think about how he's in the, what I misspoke and I said was that it's the seven heavens, the seven Rakiyas, seven levels of Shemayim, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu up on top. And I misspoke, it's really, it's, Hashem, it's the seven rakiyas, the seven heavens, and Hashem is down here. So it's Shemayim Va'aretz. You have eight, that's Shemayim Va'aretz. So that's number one. And number two, I want to add in one more thing. So we spoke about the past two weeks, we've been speaking about the first line of Shema we, kept, we, we spoke about. And we explained that when we say Shema, then we're supposed to have in mind, Shema Yisrael, feel not just with your ears, but feel with your heart. That Hashem is Elokeinu, that Hashem is my God. He is watching over everything I do. Hashem Achad, Hashem is one and ain't old milvado. There is nothing else but Him. And there's an important point that we have to add in that I, that I missed. That's in the second booklet on page number one, the top of page number one. From the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch says in Simon Hay, he's talking about by all brachot. Whenever you say a bracha, when you say the name of Hashem, Baruch Ato Hashem, when you say the name of Hashem, so we, we know that when we, whenever we have the letters Yud K Vav K, then we read it as Adonai, which is my master, and we also we we see it as the original Yud K Vav K, which means He was, is, and will be the infinite. And so says the Shulchan Aruch, we should have in mind both. Whenever we say the name of Hashem, we should have in mind that he is my master, who was, is, and will be. And that's what we're supposed to have in mind as well when we say, Shema Yisrael Hashem, Elokeinu Hashem is my master, Ado Nai, my master, who is forever. Yechavin pirush kirato be'atinut shuhu Adon hakol. It says the Shulchan Aruch, Yechavin v'ktivato be'yud hei shuhayahove v'yiyah. You have in mind the reading and the written. Ubaskiro Elokim, and whenever it says Elokim, over here we say Elokein, oh my God, Elokein always means this, we spoke out. That Hashem is all-powerful. Now there is an interesting machloket that the Mishnah Baruch speaks out, that the Vilna Gaon holds, that whenever you're saying the name of Hashem, then you don't have to have in mind the Ketiva. You don't have to have in mind the Yudke Vavke, Hayahova by all brachot, only by Shema. The Vilna Gaon holds that only by Shema you have in mind both. And by all the times that you make a bracha on Bore Pireh you just have in mind that he is my master. However, the Shulchan Aruch holds that you should have in mind both every single time. The Amud Hora on the bottom, that blue Mishnah Burris, they bring down from Abu Vadia, or the Akutia Savan they bring down that there is an opinion that holds, and we mentioned this briefly last time, there is an opinion that holds that you can make a Tanai at the beginning of the day, that all the time that I say the names of Hashem, it should have in mind that Kavana. That Kavana should work. It says, Lachatchila, a person, ideally a person, should have it in mind every single time. But the Avad, if he needs to, then he could rely on that opinion. And that is Shema Yisrael Hashem. That is the name of Hashem that we spoke out. And again, that's the point that we missed. Okay, so now you're just in time. We're starting the second parasha of Shema. You can pass down to him. It's on page four of the booklet. Vahaya im Shamoa. So what is the main point of Vahaya im Shamoa? What emotion are we supposed to have when we say? What's the idea of it? So part of this you're familiar with and part of it will be new. The Mishnah in Masechet Brachot, Daf Yud Gimel writes, Lama Kadma Parashat Shema Levahaya Im Shamoa. Why do we have the first parasha 
before the second parasha. By Ve'ahavta, then which the idea is in order to accept that Hashem is my master. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem is my master. And I accept that with love, Ve'ahavta. So says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, First, we accept that Hashem is my king. And then you accept his commands. It's like when you build the Mishkan. First, you build the house, and then you get the furniture. First, you get an apartment, and then you bring in the Kalim. First, you accept that there is a Kaddish Baruch, that there is a king, and then you say, okay, now what does he tell me to do? So, therefore, first we say Shema, and then we say Vahaya, which tells me from the Mishnah, what is the idea of Vahaya and Shamoa? To be Mikabal Mitzvot. There's one problem. So that's the part that everybody's familiar with. The idea of Hayyam Shamoah is to be Mikabal Mitzvot. Rabbi Yochan Lovavitz points out, he says, wait a second. The Gemara that says, Lama Kadma Shemaya Levahayyam Shamoah, Shakodim Kiblu, Ol Machut Shemaya Vachakach, Ol Mitzvot. He says, But Mahuta Shel Parashazuhu Sechav Onish. If you read the words of Hayyam Shamoah, it doesn't actually talk about you should do my mitzvot. What it says is, if you keep these mitzvot, then I'll reward you. And if you don't, then I'll punish you. I'll reward you or punish you. So why does the Mishnah describe it as keeping mitzvot? The Mishnah should say, first we accept that there's a king, and then we accept that he could reward and punish us. Says Rabbi Yochum, very pashut. says, The Mishnah calls it, Fulfilling the mitzvot, accepting his mitzvot. It says we can only accept the mitzvot. It's only called accepting the mitzvot if we accept that I get rewarded for doing it and punished for not. Those go hand in hand. Otherwise, it's like the Israeli taxi driver who says, Ani ma'amin balev. That's not Kabbalah to mitzvot because you don't accept that there's a reward and punishment for doing it or not doing it. If a guy, a guy puts on, a guy puts on a tzitzit, he puts on tefillin one time, so he did a mitzvah. Can I say that he accepted the yoke of mitzvot? No, because he didn't accept that there's reward and punishment. He accepted that there's, this time I'll get rewarded. But he doesn't accept that he's going to get punished for all the times not. So that's not accepting the yoke. Yeah, he did a mitzvah. He believes that he might even believe to some extent that there is a HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But that's not yet the level of the Haya Im Shamoa that we're really looking for. So the emotion of the Haya Im Shamoa is that I accept mitzvot. That's of course the idea. I accept that there are mitzvot and Hashem, and, and Avirot, Hashem told me, do things and stay away from other things. Honor our parents, keep Shabbat. There are certain things. Yeah, even your father sitting here. You have to honor your father. So the, we have to, we, there are certain mitzvot that we have to keep. And that comes with also a realization. We just have to realize that that means also accepting that there is scharva onish, that there is reward and punishment. And that is v'hayam shema. And the Me'iri adds one more point. He says, Achakach parashash niyashi yash ba'ol mitzvot levat. The Me'iri is a rishon. And he writes, Is that the lowest level of Yira to Yeah. Reward and punishment, both. Reward and punishment is the lowest level of Yira. Yeah. And that's all we're accepting, that's all we're demanding. If I remember correctly, Reb Chaim Velazhner, in Nefesh Chaim, Reb Chaim Velazhner was the foremost Talmud, the foremost student of the Vilna Gaon. And he has a sefer called Nefesh Chaim, which was written to present what was Lithuanian, what was the Vilna Gaon's Shita on all things that have to do with how the world works. With Torah Nigla, Torah Sod, and the interplay between them. It was written really in a large extent to, to, um, to counter the Tanya. The Tanya presented the Hasidish understanding, and this he presented the Vilna Gaon's understanding. So there in Nefesh he writes that the first level, 
the first parasha is written Belashon Yachid, is written in the singular to individuals, and Vahayam Shamo is written in Lashon Rabim, is written to the many, to the masses. Because everybody can reach the level of Vahayam Shamo, of accepting Sechar Vahonish, of accepting Omitzvot, the Armitzvot, and I'm going to get rewarded and punished. But it's a much harder level to reach the level of Vahavta, of Rabbi Akiva, of serving Hashem out of pure love that I wish that I could give up my life, Al-Kiddush Hashem. If that's what I want to do, I want to give up my life, Al-Kiddush Hashem, like we spoke about last week, it's a very high level. So Hayyam Shemoah is Lashon Rabbim, like you said, Danny, that it's, it's, it is a, the lower level, but that, we're all, that we can all hit. We can all reach that point. Uh, we, we all reach that point on our deathbeds. The question is if we reach it before also. Like how far in advance can I, can I come to that realization? But that's Hayyam Shemoah. Now the media points out something interesting. He says... If you notice, I mean, you for sure notice because all the times they were saying Shema by heart and then we accidentally end up in the middle of a Hoya when we were saying Shema because there are a lot of words that repeat. And what are those words that repeat? Are Ukshatim Lot Al Yadecha or Al Yadecha, to keep certain mitzvot. The same mitzvot that we talk about in Vahayim Shemoa, we really already spoke about in Vi'ahavta. So why does the Mishnah describe that the second, that Vahayim Shemoa, that the second paragraph is Kabbalat O Mitzvot? Really, the first parasha, we already mentioned the mitzvot. So why does the Mishnah say, oh, as if the first, Mishnah, <coughs> as if the first parasha is not about mitzvot? The first parasha does talk about the mitzvot. Why are we calling only the second one? It's talking about mitzvot. So it says the Me'iri, like this. And this is the Yisod and everything, and this is the difference between, they say, I'll read it inside and then I'll give you a, 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 where it applies nowadays. Va'af al-pishin is the second line in the Me'iri. Va'af al-pishin is barishona. Even though the mitzvot were already mentioned in the first parasha, Mikol Makom, Ikar Shamayim. The primary focus of the first parasha is to accept that there is a Hakadosh Baruch Hu who, who rules over me. He watches over the whole world, and like we spoke about last week from Bechavetz Chaim B'Shem Yisrael Salanter, he doesn't just rule over the whole world; he rules over me, where I'm standing. That's the hard part that's hard for us to realize. We very easy for us to accept that he's ruling over the whole world. Very hard for me to accept that he's ruling over where I'm standing also. So first, the first parasha is like Kabbalat Ol Malchut Shemayim. V'chol mash niskabahu nimshach lekach vein hadavar nikar b'yakirato sheyehel l'shem haskarat ol mitzvot. It wasn't said specifically, even though in the first parasha we already mentioned certain mitzvot, but it wasn't said specifically to say, accept these mitzvot. In the second parasha, that's the focus. In life, whenever we have two things going on. I'm writing while I'm listening to something or I'm driving while I'm listening to something, there's always going to be the primary thing that I'm doing and the secondary thing that I'm doing. And the secondary thing never goes in as much <coughs> as when I'm fully focused. And the only one that we can really call Kabbalat ol mitzvot, accepting the yoke of mitzvot, with schar va'onish, with reward and punishment, accepting that yoke is the one that makes it its primary focus. First I accept this HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and I'm going to mention this mitzvot, yeah, but that's not, that, that can't yet count as Kabbalat Ol Mitzvot. The one that counts as Kabbalat Ol Mitzvot, says the Miri, is the one where I'm fully focused on that. It's like the guy, he's under his chuppah. And he's singing a song while he's putting on the ring. That doesn't work. You have to be focused as you're putting on the ring. Otherwise, your wife is, maybe if you're singing to her, then, then she'll be okay with it. I don't know. But, but you have to be focused on accepting the mitzvot. And then it could be called accepting the yoke of mitzvot. It's like there was a... a, a um, my father-in-law had, had somebody, my father-in-law runs a company with a few hundred employees. And he had somebody do, run statistics in his company and in other companies. He had one of these data, data collecting people to figure out out of an eight-hour workday, 
how many hours do people actually work in an office job? Now, if somebody's in construction, if somebody's doing physical labor, it's different numbers. But if somebody's in an office job, if they're there from nine to five for eight hours, how many hours are they actually working? Okay, you guys are much more accurate than I, I was guessing, like six, you know, three and a half. These are the numbers they came up with. Again, it's, it's going to be a little bit like every poll, every statistic. <laughs> because they're, they're so busy, you're multitasking all the time. So you're switching tabs on your computer or you're answering a text, you're answering a WhatsApp, you're talking to the guy next to you. There's so many different things that come up when you're in an office job that you're, you're, you just don't manage to do all the things. Versus when you're 100% focused, then you can accomplish so much more. And that's Vahayam Shemo. It's only called Kabbalat Ol Mitzvot, the second parsha, not the first parsha. The first parsha, there's two focuses. There's a primary focus of Kabbalat Ol Malchut Shemayim and a second one of the Kabbalat Mitzvot. The second one doesn't even count. The second parasha, now I'm being mekabel all mitzvot. When I say, when I say that if I keep the mitzvot, then, it's gonna, then, then, then I'm going to get reward. If I don't, then I'm going to get punished. That's called kabbalat all mitzvot. So the intent, the focus, the emotion that we should have when we say v'hayim shamoah is that I accept with focus. I accept v'hayim shamoah. I accept the all mitzvot. Even though the words, like the Riochim spoke out, even though the words are all about reward and punishment, but that's the idea said the Mishnah tells us that is Kabbalat al Mitzvot. Because Kabbalat al Mitzvot without reward and punishment is not Kabbalat al Mitzvot. Kabbalat al Mitzvot with reward and punishment, that's Kabbalat al Mitzvot. So that is Vahaya im Shamoah. Now, Vayomer, the third parasha. So there's a whole bunch of things that are in Vayomer. Really, we're going to see in a moment that the Gemara lists off five things there's a primary, there's secondary. Here already, there's, there's definitely going to be, you know, there's the emotion of the whole paragraph, and then there's a couple of individual words that come up. So, says the Mishnah in Mesechet Brachot, Dafir Gimel Amar Aleph. Kadma v'haya em shemua levayomer. V'haya em shemua, it's on page five. V'haya em shemua comes before vayomer. We say in the third parasha last. Why? Shevahaya em shemua noheg bein vayomu vein balayla. V'haya em shemua is kavot o mitzvot. Mitzvot apply by day. They apply at night. Kaddish Baruch Hu is watching over us, even b'chedri chadorim. Vayomer only applies by day. Why? Says Rashi on that Mishnah. The Mishnah spoke about Talmud Torah. Talmud Torah is by day. Teach your children. Meaning, what is the primary mitzvah? What is the it, the Fahim Shemo is all about mitzvot. What is the biggest mitzvah? The most important mitzvah of all is Talmud Torah Keneget Kulam. That is the most important mitzvah. Like the Rambam speaks out, he says that Hakadosh Baruch Hu didn't tell us the reward for all of the different mitzvot because he wanted us to be as careful with the small mitzvot as with the big mitzvot. Like the like the famous mashal that Rabbi Yonah and Rashi bring down in Avot that the there was a king who told the gardeners to take care of his garden and he didn't tell them, you've heard this Mashal before, he didn't tell them how much each plant would be worth. Because if he would tell them that the rose bushes are worth $100 and the grass is worth $50 and the, and the trees are worth $75, then nobody would take care of the grass because nobody would focus on the $50 item and imagine a, a landscape without grass. Rose bushes and orchards, but no grass, it would look disgusting. So every person who wants us each to take care of our entire garden and we each have a garden, we have to take care of the grass and the orchards and the rose bushes and the apple trees. We have to take care of everything going on in our landscape. However, says the Rambam, when he continuing off that mashal, he says, however, there are certain mitzvot that he did tell us the reward for. Because he, number one, Talmud Torah, that one, he doesn't even have to speak out. 
And then the other one says, Korban Pesach, Brit Mila, because he told us how big the punishment is for not keeping it. Because those are to teach us how important those are. That every single Jew must make sure to do a Brit Mila. Every single Jew must make sure to have a Korban Pesach. There are certain things that he did tell us the, the reward for, by telling us the punishment, to tell us that these are things that every single Jew must take care of. And again, like we said, Hamotar connected Kulam, that is the most important one of all. You can, even if a person, I want to say, even if he doesn't have everything else, because it can't end with just Talmud Torah, but that in a person, every single person must have Talmud Torah. So, Vayam Shamoa talks about mitzvot, talks about Talmud Torah, that applies both by day and by night. But Vayomer, Vayomer is about tzitzit, and that's only by day. So now, right away, right off the bat, that tells us that Vayomer is about tzitzit. So that we have to put on tzitzit every day. Well, there's really not a chayuv to put on every day. If you're wearing a four-cornered garment, then we have to put a tzitzit on it. So, but we have the, the so Vayomer number one is about tzitzit. Okay, and it's very clear from the, from the Mishnah that the fact that it's about tzitzit is a primary idea that we're supposed to focus on as we're saying Vayomer. And that's really, if you ask anybody, what is Vayomer about? I'll answer you, it's about tzitzit. But is that the main thing that it's about? Let's see. There's a Rishon by the name of the Migdal David. He lived from 1249 to 1315. And he writes like this. You know, let's skip this for a moment to come back to it. Let's first see the Mishnah because he writes it a little more clearly. The Mishnah brings down a Machloket. Which part of Kriyat Shema is the Oraita and which part is the Rabbana? We know that there is a Mitzvah to say Shema. You shall speak it. You shall say Shema. The Mishnah learns from there that we have to say Shema twice a day. When we wake up in the morning and before we go to sleep. So we have, to, we have a mitzvah to say Shema. But which part of Shema is part of the mitzvah do oraita? The Mishnah brings down a machloket. Rabbi Vadia Paskins, that only the first line. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem That's the do oraita part. Everything else is Darabana. However, the Mishnah Bura continues. There is the third parasha. Everyone agrees that Vayomer is a Doraita to recite. Why? In order to mention Yitziat Mitzrayim, they told us to say it when we're saying Shema. Everyone agrees that we have to say Vayomer because of Zechirat Yitziat Mitzrayim. Not the middle paragraph? Right, the middle paragraph is, is the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon, the Rabbanon added it. On the other hand, on the other end, Vayomer Lekuli Alma is a Doraita. Then Chazal just said, you have a chiyuv to say it, we're going to attach it to Shema. Why did they attach it to Shema? We'll see in a moment. But the, uh, if a person only has the opportunity to say one pasuk, the first line of Shema, and it's about to be Zman Kriyat Shema, or for whatever reason you can't say more, you should at least say the first pasuk. Yeah. That much, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's a good question. I'm not sure. So, the, the, so, the, so if that's the part, so from, from the Mishnah Bura, it's very clear that the Mishnah Bura understood that the purpose of Ayomer is Yitziat Mitzrayim. Yitziat Mitzrayim is the Doraita to mention Yitziat Mitzrayim, and they just attached it to Shema. And it's really, if there's a reason that speaks about it, the Migdal Dov, like I said before, from 1249 to 13, 15, he writes, 
The idea of Yitziat Mitzrayim, why do we mention Yitziat Mitzrayim? Why is it so important to mention? Because it reminds us that Hashem is watching. Yitziat Mitzrayim, Hashem showed us that He has control over the world. If He has control over the world, that means that He is watching everything that we do. Hashem is in control. Hashem is in control. That's the idea. We're mentioning that Hashem is in control. So now, it's a little bit fuzzy here. We have that Yitziat Mitzrayim is a separate mitzvah. We have a chiyuv doraita to mention Yitziat Mitzrayim. We have one chiyuv doraita of Vedibar Tabam, to say Shema. We have a separate mitzvah doraita of Yitziat Mitzrayim. Chazal said, say these two together. What's the idea? Why should they be together? So, take a look at the other booklet. This is this booklet on the first page. This is this booklet is all about Vayomer. So there should be enough copies. Um, how many copies do we have here? One copy. Is this extra? No, this is your copy. We have, do we have more or? A little short. Okay, so we can, we can share also. That's, that's what everybody has. Okay. So the Ochot Siyon writes it very clearly, and we'll see a little longer in the Yisod Vashar Shabbat. The Ochot Siyon is from Rabbi Ben Siyon Mutsafi, Salomon Mutsafi's son. He's still alive today. He wrote a beautiful sefer called Ochot Siyon, which goes through the Sidur, a lot of Torah Nigle, a lot of Torah Sod. And he, he writes like this. He writes, he's Darez, V'yit Orer B'chol Kocho V'kavanato. When a person says Vayomer, he should strengthen himself and arouse himself. L'kayem mitzvat asei menatorah he should have in mind I'm fulfilling the mitzvah the oraita of mentioning Yitziat Mitzrayim. This idea, Yitziat Mitzrayim, is the Yisod Vishoresh of accepting the yoke of Shemayim. What part of the Bayomer is referring to the Tiskiru? yeah. No, that, that's the mitzvot. Yeah, thank you. So Chazal said, if I have a chiyuv to say Yitzit Mitzrayim, and that is the shortage of Kabbalah Tol Mitzvot, then I'll say it together with the rest of Shema. And the Yisod of Shosh Avodah explains, so why is it so important to mention Yitzit Mitzrayim every day? So, v'shinantem levanecha, to say Shema every day that we understand, we want to accept the yoke of Shemaim every day. But why is it so important to mention Yitzit Mitzrayim every day? So Yisod of Shosh Avodah explains more at length, if you want to see it inside, we're not going to go through it now inside, but it's on the paper, if you want afterwards, he goes through this same idea of Rabbi Tzimitzafi just longer and he applies it in more case. The idea of saying Yitzhak Mitzrayim is to remind ourselves that Hashem watches over every single thing that we do. That's why we mention it in Kiddush Friday night. That's why we mention it in Nishmat. We say, we say Mitzrayim Gial Tanu. That's why we say it so many times throughout the day and there are so many Mitzvot that are said Leman in order to remember Yitzhak Mitzrayim because Yitzhak Mitzrayim is the Yisod Vishoresh of there is a HaKadosh Baruch who has control over this world. Everything starts with HaKadosh Baruch has control over this world. Therefore, I accept his yoke. Therefore, I accept his mitzvot and tzachar v'onish. So what is it like? It's essentially, it's Hashem took us out of Egypt so he can take care of anything in my life. Yeah. Something like that. That's, exactly. That's like the basic. Yeah. He writes it a little bit. Uh, he writes it. 
Yeah, let, let's go. We, go. we can go through the. Uh, we can go through the the first paragraph. And you said v'shor shavoda. I'll say it more explicitly. Bevaday kavanat tabori de barach, but tzivui mitzvah ta sezu. The kavana of this of this tzivui of this mitzvah zechron to midit dafka to mention it all the time. Bechteishi asim haadam elibo godel hanisim vhaniflaot vhaotot vhamoftim hayotim chutz migedar teva to remind ourselves all the time on a constant basis of Hashem's power with the sword, all the nisim and niflaot that He did. Shasim ona botzionam mitzrayim vasher lo koach hakoach vhamim shalab al yonam etachtonim that Hashem has the power. Hashem rules over up and down. Vitzivan aliot al he has, it's a constant mitzvah to always mention in order that it should always be on our hearts constantly. In order that should we always remember and accept his godhood and his mastership and, and his reign. And to keep his mitzvot. And, and that's how he continues on in that, vein, in that vein more at length. And then he mentions other mitzvot also. There's so many mitzvot that are for Kabbalah Malchut that are mentioned in the Mitzrayim. Of that is that idea. So the emotion of Vayomer, the emotion of, oh, there's another one. Okay, perfect. The emotion of Vayomer is, says the Mishnah Bura, says the Migdal David, says the Yisod of Shavad and Rachot Sion, the emotion of Yitziat of Vayomer is to remember that Hashem is in control. Yitziat Mitzrayim. See, here we have the from the Gemara, it's clear that we want to be mentioning Tzitzit and we want to be mentioning. Yitziat Mitzrayim. That's the emotion. So all of a sudden we have two. By Shema was a little easier. Shema, I just had in mind that Hashem is in control. And then I continued and I remember, and I had in mind though I accept the mitzvot. And now Vayomer, all of a sudden, we're branching off and you have to have in mind two emotions. Number one, Yitziat Mitzrayim. That Hashem is, Hashem is in control. Which is really a continuation. It's a beautiful continuation. You have Hashem is in, Hashem, I accept that Hashem is king. Enod Muvado, there's nothing else but him. Then we continue with Vahayam Shema, the mitzvot, and then we continue to Vayomer, which again, that Hashem is in control. So it's really all one theme. There's one flow, and the whole Shema is accepting, as we always would have assumed. Shema is all about, I accept there is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and He's in control. That's what, that's what Shema is all about. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. That's that idea. It's one line, and it sums up everything. And that's the core of Judaism. That's, one of our, that's our slogan. If I was to ask you, what's the motto of Jews? The one motto is Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. That's the slogan of the Jewish people. That and maybe Vaftul Erech Hakamocha is like the other one that comes close. But number one is Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. That's the slogan of the Jewish people, and that's really what we have in mind when we say Vayomer is the Yitziat Mitzrayim. So as much as it's about Tzitzit, but we shouldn't get confused. We shouldn't forget that there's another important theme of of Yitziat Mitzrayim of remembering that Hakadosh Baruch was in control. Now, really, the Gemara in Brachot there, if you look back at the first booklet, the bottom of page five, the Gemara in Brachot says that there are five reasons why Chazal made it part of Shema. Parashat Tzitzit Mipnei Kavua. Why did they tell us to say Vayomer Tzitzit as part of Shema? Amr Rabbi Yudah Bachaviva Chamisha Devarim because it has in it five things. There's another in the Gemara that it's six things. Mitzvah Tzitzit, the Mitzvah of Tzitzit. Yitziat Mitzrayim, those two we spoke about, right? Tzitzit and Yitzit Mitzrayim. Number three, all mitzvot that we accept. Laman Tizkru, um, Laman, I should have taken that to do in front of me, I apologize. Laman Tizkru, Vasitem Otam, thank you. Uh, to, that we should remember them and we should do them. The Kabot, all mitzvot, which is really a continuation of the Hayyam Shamoah. Vidat Minim, the heretics. 
So now the Gemara asks, Bishlam Hanitlat Mefarashan. Bishlam are the first three that we understand. It's Tzitzit, it says explicitly, and even all mitzvot, Tzitzit, 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 that uh, to stray after your hearts, that is heresy. And Rabbi Hanan Wasserman has, a, has an essay on this, there's a mimer, it's printed in the back of Kovitz Arot. He writes a whole mimer that the reason why people assimilate, people, the reason why people deny HaKadosh Baruch Hu is because they are bribed. Because if I am a heretic, if I don't believe that there is God, then I can do whatever I want. I'm free. I can live the way I want to. If there is a HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that means that there's a reason that he, there's a creator. That means if there's a creator, presumably there's a reason why he created it and then I have to follow the, the instructions that he gave me. So that's a, quite a big bribe. If I offer you a million dollars versus zero dollars, that's a bribe. So here's also, it's a bribe. I'm, I'm offering you a bribe. You can live life the way you want to if you don't believe in God. So that's why Allah says, that's why, and that really comes from this Gemara. Following our heart, the, the pull of our heart to live the way we want to, the desires of our heart to deliver the way we want to, that's, the, that's where heresy comes from. So, that we say, that's to mention heresy, that's to mention heresy, which is again, that's the opposite of, that's also connected to Shema, because Shema is, that there is one God. Zimunut is heresy, is that there isn't. That is immorality. So, I don't know why that should be part of Shema. That I don't know. That's, 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 Immorality. What, what, we're in Shema. Did we mention something that's the opposite of that? I'm not 100 percent sure. And Atem Zonim Zehur Avodazara. Or think about Avodazara. That's again. That's the opposite of Kabbalat Ol Malchut Shemayim is to then run after Avodazara. So the emotion, the primary emotions of Vayomer are Tzitzit and Yitziat Mitzrayim. And we're going to talk more about Tzitzit in a moment. But for no one, Yitziat Mitzrayim that we understand is a it's part of the whole idea that Hakadosh Baruch is in control. So that's Shema. And Vihavta and Vahaya are that I accept it as a God and I love that and I love Akadish Baruch and I accept his mitzvot and I accept that he can punish me and now we finish off with that and I also accept that he's watching over everything I do and he has power, Yitzhi at Mitzrayim. And now we also have these other parts of that are more just they come up, but they don't seem to be the primary emotions. Meaning they are mentioned. That we mentioned that it's that it shouldn't be a heretic and, and, and we mentioned that you shouldn't that you should be moral, and we mentioned that a person should should not serve a Vodazara. They don't seem to be the primary emotions. The primary emotions are still seem to be Yitziat Mitzrayim and Tzitzit. Now, why is Tzitzit, why is that part of Yitziat Mitzrayim? So, if you really look at all the reasons, why do we hold our Tzitzit? Why do we look at our Tzitzit? Why do we kiss our Tzitzit? Then you can understand why is Tzitzit part of Shema. So, let's go to the other booklet, the second booklet, the top line, the top box. The Bet Yosef writes, so number one, why do we hold our tzitzit? As we say Shema, and then we know that when we get to Vayomer, we hold it in both hands, not just in the first hand. So why do we hold it? So it says the Bet Yosef in Simon Chavdalad, There's a Rishon, the Hagot Maimonid writes, The Midrash writes, there's something, I, I must have a type there. There's a Pasuk in Tehillim that says that all my bones Praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Amar David Lefnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. David HaMelech said to Hashem, Yedis molit, my left hand, ba'ani kosher tefillin shel yadut. My left hand, I put on tefillin, 
And with it, I hold my tzitzit when I say Shema. Dover HaMelech already, we look around Shul, when everyone is saying Vayomer, they're holding the tzitzit with the left hand, Dover HaMelech was already doing that. He's holding his tzitzit with his left hand. And where do I hold it with my left hand? With my, I serve Hashem with my chest because I place it by my heart. That's the important line. Should with your left hand by your heart. The idea of holding it. The string, no, the string, the, the first two parashiyot, you hold it, you hold it, just everything is in your left hand. And you hold it by your heart. And that's the idea. Says the Shokhan Aruch. Idea behind, behind actually your physical action matching what you're saying. Exactly. So actually right. placing it on your heart. Exactly. Most people don't do. Right. Yeah. Does yeah. it matter if your right or your left hand? No, because the, the heart is in the left. Is, is on the left. Yeah. Meaning if you're, if yeah. you're filling is on... Your right, right hand, you still put it. You still hold it with your left, yeah. Yeah, so we can see in a moment. So that's from that result. And the Shulchan Aruch says, Mitzvah, L'achos ha-tzitzit, b'yatzmolit, k'neged libo, b'shat k'riyat shmaim. Remez l'davar, v'hayu ad-varayim ha-ela al-lavavecha, and Mishnah Barab speaks out, v'halevu b'smo. So the idea is to hold it by our hearts. And like Josh spoke out, that the idea is that the Sefer HaChinuch writes that the reason, he writes it on the, on the mitzvah to not break a bone when we're eating the Pesach. That's where he writes it. He writes because our actions affect our insides. Our actions affect who we are. And when we hold it, so like this also over here, the idea would be that over here I'm holding it by my heart and I remember that I have to place this over my heart to control my desires, to, that I, I place the Kabbalat O Mitzvot over my heart. This is what I love, the Havta, and the Hayam Shemua, and I place it over my desires. Then there's one more point, like Danny spoke out, Katu Bikitve Hariza, the Mishnah brings down from the Ariza, Shiochzim Bain Kmitzal Azari, to show it between your fourth and fifth fingers, Ukshiagil, the Parashat Sitzitke, Yekachem Gambiad Yamin, Viabit Bahim. And when you, then, we're going to speak of this more in a moment, when you get to Vayomer, you should take it also in your right hand and look at them. Until the Siddur tells you to put it down, basically. We're going to speak about that more in a moment. But the idea is to hold it with your left hand by your heart. That's the idea. The whole time you're reading Shema? Yeah, you hold it by your heart. You hold it opposite your heart. It doesn't have to be on here, but it's opposite your heart. That's the idea. Yeah. Did you, did, any, any, any specific hand, hand uh, over the eyes, or is it just eyes being closed specifically? So that we spoke about when we saw Shema, that the Gemara says that they would cover their eyes. Um, Gemara says two reasons why, why we would cover our eyes. I, what, the main reason is that we shouldn't get distracted. Um, now, I did, a, a student of Reuven Feinstein told me that Reuven told him that it's just to help concentration, and therefore, sometimes very often you see Reuven doesn't cover his eyes. Um, he'll just close his eyes. So now, I don't understand that because the Gemara, in the case of the Gemara, he did cover his eyes. He didn't just close his eyes. But that's Reuven Feinstein says, I must be missing something. Um, I've heard that from, from my father also told me that when I was young so it must be some oh, but again the Gemara the time of the Gemara covered his eyes also he didn't just close his eyes but still so I'm fearing from Gedolim that that's enough okay so the idea of tzitzit so far is there's something about tzitzit that when I place it over my heart then it controls then, then it's controlling my heart it somehow helps me the Kabbalah all mitzvot placing it over my heart so that's the famous Gemara in Menachot that tells the story of a of a, of a fellow who was Mazan, who committed immoral acts with 
all of the prostitutes in the world and finally he was chasing after one prostitute and his tzitzit flew up and banged him in the face and reminded him to stay to, and to hold back. And that is really that tzitzit in general seem to have this power to help us control ourselves. So it's you taking something which has the power to control ourselves and placing it over our heart and that's the idea of mentioning the tzitzit. And then it's a little bit more also. The Shulchan Aruch brings down, why do we look at our tzitzit? So the Shulchan Aruch brings down, and this is another thing that a lot of people fail to do, that's very important. There are those who have the custom to look at their tzitzit when they reach and also to put them over your eyes. That's why Sardim put it over your eyes. That is a beautiful minhag, and it shows a love for the mitzvah. And the Yisod Vishon Shavod brings this down. It brings down from Rechaim Bital that it's a mitzvah asay. And Rashi holds this way also, and the Smak holds this way. The Sefer Haredim. It's a big machok to be shown. Is that a mitzvah asay to play to look at it when you to look at the tzitzit? But what's the idea of looking at the tzitzit? The basic idea is again to remind us of the mitzvot. When we look at the tzitzit, the Zohar says that when we look at the tzitzit, it reminds us of the. When we look at the tchelat, it reminds us of the sea, which reminds us of this of the sky, which reminds us of the kisei hakavod. The Sefer Charedim, when he brings it down, I apologize, I should have put it on the notes, we might tell, writes that it's to remind us of the Kisei HaKavod of Din. Not just the Kisei HaKavod, but the Kisei HaKavod of, of, of reward and punishment of Din. So that's the, uh, you know, it's, it, it definitely, either it's connecting just the idea of Kisei HaKavod of Omach Shemayim, it's also connecting Vahim Shemoah. But Tzitzit is definitely connected to the whole idea of Shema and Vahim Shemoah. That the idea of Tzitzit is that I'm holding it over my heart and I'm looking at it, and I'm remembering that there is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there is HaKadosh Baruch Hu who is in control, there is HaKadosh Baruch Hu of reward and punishment, and that's the idea of Tzitzit. So the idea so far of Shema, Vahaya, and Vayomer, is that really all of them are about that there is a HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the God of reward and punishment, the God of mitzvot, and the God who watches over to everything we do, who is all-powerful, that is the theme of Shema throughout. Tzitzit also is my part, is something to help me remember that I, and to help me have control over myself. But the primary reason, of why, but, but, but we're mentioning Vayomer is really part of Shema because of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, because of, of, of don't stray after Avodah Zarah, and because control yourself, the idea of Kabbalah Tolmachat Shemayim, the old, the, the, the yoke of, of Shemayim, that's the idea of Vayomer. Vayomer is really part of that theme, that's why even though it's a separate mitzvah, Chazal said, let's say it together with Shema. Shema is a bad kabbalat al machashema is a bad kabbalat al mitzvot. Vayomer is also. Then tzitzit is to remind us. There's another component here of tzitzit is to remind us on our part that I have to have control over myself. And here's a segula to help me have control over myself. And here's to remind me of kisei hakavod that Hakadosh Baruch is in control. And to remind me of kisei hakavod of din that Hashem is, can, can punish. But the theme of Shema of all three parashiyot of Shema is again and again and again and again like a Musar book. That again and again and again that Hakadosh Baruch is in control. That Hashem has power. That Hashem is the one who commands. Hashem has reward and punishment. Hashem is it. That's really the theme of Shema again and again and again. And then we'll just end with one last point. Why do we kiss? Why do we, so a lot of people kiss their tzitzit? So the primary thing is that we see is to take it and hold it by your heart. Hold it with your left hand by your heart. There's another minhag. According to some, it's a, the Shulchan Aruch says, yesh, yesh no again, this is that it's a minhag. But again, there are, we shouldn't hold that it's a mitzvah do oraita, mitzvah tasei, to look at it. When we say, so that's another important thing to do because there are those we shonim. Huh? Just the morning one. Because tzitzit, the Gemara said, that we don't have to, there is no mitzvah of tzitzit by night. But we say vayomer at night also. Because the primary idea of vayomer is still everything else. 
We still have the other four reasons. So we say Vayomer. And then there's a one more thing that a lot of people, when I was in elementary school, I thought was the main thing, but really it's just secondary of kissing our tzitzit. We have a lot of people kiss their tzitzit. I don't know what the Persian minhag is to kiss. So what's the idea of kissing their tzitzit? So says the Shulchan Aruch, on this, sorry, says the Ramah, on this, that the Shulchan Aruch said to look at their tzitzit, the Ramah speaks out, Gam noagim ktsat mitzvah. He brings from the Bet Yosef that there's a minhag to kiss the tzitzit to show love for the mitzvah. To show love that I remember Hashem, I show right, the idea of tzitzit, that I remember Hashem, that there is Hashem, there is Hashem of Din, so I show that I, with love. So that is the Ramah, that's the minhag, and that's when you say, whenever you're looking at it. So now when are you looking at it? When you say Uri Temoto. So in the Ramah, it's only a minhag to kiss it when you look at it by Uri Temoto. The Kitzur Shochan Aruch and the Kaf Chaim, and you say Od V'Shar Shavod and the Aruch Hashochan, they all bring down a minhag to kiss it every time you say the word tzitzit. However, the Vilna Gaon was makbid not to kiss it. And say different reasons. They say because of Hefsik, They say different reasons why. But um, we do know that the Vilna Gaon did not kiss it during, during that time. So that's a minhag. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't kiss it. Um, but he looked at it. Because again, that's the, according to many, according to some Rishonim, that's a mitzvah taseh. And that's the Shulchan Aruch says to do it. The which person should look at it. So in a nutshell, what we have is, now we finish Shema, is that it's all about Kabbalat O Malchot Shemaim throughout it. It's the, always one theme of Shema Yisrael. Feel, not just with our ears, but feel with our hearts, that Hashem who is Hayahobah Hashem who was, is, and will be, Hashem is Elokeinu, He is in control of me. And that's the theme of Vayomer also, that Hashem is Elokeinu. And that's the theme of Schar Va'onesh. That's Vahaya. And but a person has to be fully focused in order to really accept that yoke. And then finally, Hashem Echad, there is nothing else but Him, which is again the theme of what does it mean that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, that is in control, that there is no other force here, there is nothing else here. Everything is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then Mitva Havta, we accept that with love, says the Rajpa. And then Vahayim Shamoa, that we don't just accept in our hearts, but we accept with our actions. We accept his reward and punishment. Accept it with actions. And then finally, Vayomer, that Hashem, I understand that Hashem is control over everything in this world. Hashem showed us Nisim and Niflaot. Hashem has control. And that is Shema. And next week we'll continue with, hopefully, the last bracha or two brachot in Berchot Kriyat Shema, probably another two weeks. And then we'll start the Amidah, maybe a week of, of Arvit for Shabbat, if people want. But that's the Mishnah uh, soon. We'll, we're almost up to the point where we could, where we could start the Amidah, the Shemona Esrei. And Mishnah, that should be a big project. But that's the plan. Uh,